A Tale of Jonah Prologue Prophets assembled as a Greek chorus with big fish heads. Our Jonah's a religious stoner, sometimes high up in the zona, much like Snoop Dogg with a boner, wife's a scalding hot Sharona, whom prophet brothers want to pona. No time for love though, such a loner, now God's got him on the phona, prophet's home, but such a mona, lamenting in his reedy baritona, oh Jonah, 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 some things you gots to do, pro bona. But the Lord can't tell him just do it, cause he'd whine so he'd just say screw it. Chorus. Lord, can't you see that he's a stoner who just wants to be a loner, not pestered by his owner, about repentance and a toner, for some sin he don't bemona, this our foolish prophet, Jonah. One day he got tapped as God's persona to an arid outpost like Sedona, Great Nineveh, as it's Nona. But instead of obeying like he autona, did a sneaky come and gona? Sailed so far away from Homer, thought he'd beat the Lord's mad drona. So his wrath might strike a prophet clona. Oh, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. So prona to bucking power on the throna. Evasive skills he surely needs to hona, cause this one, he got wrong. So very wrong. Self-deluding son of Amatai, you can run, but cannot hide. Some think it's nigh to mock and to deride the efforts of our prophet with his mad dope bona fides, who by the great fish got taken for a ride. So when I finally do intona that your lord ain't need no sona to find you a cringe below decks like a goma, make the fearful cruel wish for nine corona, but they throw you into the deep drinker. Big fish he take you hooker, nine and sinker. Are you stupid, Jonah? What did you think of? After three days in Dunjona, you at long last do atona. But lo, so weak, after the fish, fool, you gonna need a generous blood serum donor. Then after all this sturm and dranga, you make your way to great Nineveh. And there, at last, you in the zona, finally preach like you supposed to, for the Lord you're like a poster, prophet. Those sinners you flay and roaster, now of the people, you the talk, the toaster, got your groove on, so now you start to boaster, oh, but lo, the people change, they pray and repent, you didn't want this, no, this is truly bent, the Lord sees all this and relents, so all your great labor's been misspent, Lord saves them one and all, including domestic animal, this makes you gnash your teeth and groan so you want again, screw the pooch like it's a loner? Outside city gates in your cabona, make your rude protest nona. If not for the gourd, get burned to death, sounds copper tona. Never satisfied, you puffed up like big cojona. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Want to be buried in Hebrona? Then obey the one who owns ya. The one who owns ya. The Lord, yeah. The Lord. Chorus. Lord, can't you see that he's a stoner? Who just wants to be a loner, not be pestered by his own about repentance, and have to atone for a sin he never would bemona, our great minor prophet, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Jonah, Act 1, Scene 1, Galilee. A couple of prophets on the trend, Sam, Navi, 
and Jonah later. Did you see that? See what? There, down the trail. Something's moving across. It looks like that werewolf Zayev thing. What are you talking about? I don't see any... Oh, Lord, save me! It's him, for sure! Oh, yeah, I see now. Could be Zayev. Hard to tell from here, but he's really moving fast. Where is he going? Probably going to slaughter more sheep from the high pasture for his devil of the wood. Okay, yeah, and he'll probably get away with it. Can't rely on those woolly shepherds to keep a proper headcount. Nope, they wouldn't know if any were missing. Zayev could be culling from their herds without them the wiser. He's sly that way. Lord, he's coming this way. Quick, into the scrub! Look out! A shadowy, hairy figure flies by them, sackcloth over his head. I couldn't get a good look. He was moving so fast. Me neither. Villagers say he's a shapeshifter. Changes into a wolf at night. But by day, he could be any one of us. He's got that power because he made an unholy pact with the devil of the wood. I tell you, that's why he goes in there, because that's where the source of his powers lie. Sometimes at night you can see the sparks of their bonfires. That's why I warn all my listeners against going into the wood at all, but especially at night. That was so close, Sam. He almost brushed up against you. I know the hairs on my arm are standing up still. You're right to be afraid. You must know the story by now. I must preach it every other day. If he so much as touches you or scratches you with one of his claws, you get leprosy for life. For life? Good thing he missed me. Uh, but you know, I'll have to work that story into my warnings. Something like that will put the fear of God in all of them. Keep them listening. Keep them from sinning. And you do know, Brother Sam, that if he looks you straight in the eye... He takes possession of your soul forever. And so thereafter, every night, he takes you to the devil of the wood, where together they take turns, whipping and burning you with brands of fire. So avert your eyes, or you can forget about a good night's sleep again, ever. That, this is good shit, man. Where do you get all this? That's my deal. You are a secretive one, aren't you, not Sly, I think, like Zaya. Ha. <laughs> Yeah, I wish sometimes, but not even close, man. Not even close. But anyway, that was freaky. I'm still trembling a little. Let's finish this bottle and get back into town. Some of my faithful will be coming in from the fields. Yeah, gotta catch them when they're tired from the day's labor. Either that or first thing in the morning before they can think straight. You want their critical faculties at end. I like the way you're thinking, Nowie. Got any more fire and brimstone stories, Zayev or otherwise? Oh yeah. For those mm, among your flock contemplating adultery, check this one out. It said Zayev howls at a frequency only coveters or adulterers can hear. So once they begin thinking the dirty, the howl pursues them wherever they go. Zayev hounds them, but it is a secret private torment. So of course no one wants to admit they hear his howl, because it would be an admission of guilt. That's genius too. So only the sinners can hear that pitch, yet they can't admit it, lest their secret gets out. That ought to scare them silly. Certainly it'll keep them listening. I owe you, bro. 
Another drink? Navi gladly takes another pull. I've already learned a ton from you, Naoi. Where did you say you're from? Far away from here, man. Very far. No offense, but have you always had those dreads? I, they're so long and braided. Must have taken you years. Yeah, man. Long time. They cover a lot, you, you know what I mean? So if you wanted, you could pretend to be Zaya at night. Excuse me? So then you think I should shave them off so I don't scare anyone? Like you? No, 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 not at all. I I didn't mean that. I, I'm not suggesting anything. I mean, every man to his desire, his style. But you just said that with them I look like Zion. Surely that can't be good. Only in that people around here, they can't get a good look at you and may form preconceptions based on your appearance. You know how ignorant some of these people are. True, but instead of shaving, I've got a better idea. I'll make these scary locks work for them. Make them an asset, not a liability. Let the people form their preconceptions. Let them fear me and my looks, and consequently, and more importantly, my words. The messenger, of course, can't be greater than the message. But all prophets should be a little scary, wouldn't you agree? Bringing the message of God's wrath? A little fear goes a long way. What's the audience's appetite for behavioral change, eh? Word, bro. Word. I get it. Better scary than ignored. They drink again. Jonah walks up. Oh, and speaking of a little scary, look who's coming around. My man Jonah. How's the prophet rap treating you? Good. Good, now. I've got a new gig, you know. Yeah, yeah, we heard. So now you know the deal. I'm gonna need some real inspiration. You hear what I'm saying? I hear you. Also heard you're going to Nineveh, man. Congratulations. That's the big time. Right. That's what has me worried, bro. I've got to have my game on when I get there. All right, all right, I hear you. I got something just for you. Hang on a moment. Navi rummages through his haversack. I'm kind of in a hurry, Nav. All right, here. You better give this a little test trial, if you know what I mean before you take it up to the show. You don't want any surprises. I'm telling you, man, no worries. That is the shit. Trust me, I get visuals every time. I'm not interested in visuals, thank you, but I heard you get mad ideas for preaching on it. True. Some dudes will talk a mile a minute on It's that powerful. Which is why you ought to take some now and see where it leads. See if it works for you. Cool. I owe you. You'll be back for more. Trust me. You can't go wrong. Shit's intense. True, that's why all the other guys, Zeke, Isaiah, Jeremiah, they come to me for my quote-unquote unique inspiration. So Jonah, look, there's a grove out back where you can sample and not be disturbed. Take it, and we'll see you later. Jonah. Act 1, Scene 2. Jonah in the sampling grove, lying down on his back, eyelids fluttering. Cain, which is Jonah in a different iteration, in front of a very smoky fire. 
How is this not working for me? I've got big smoke, but it's all over the place. God's not listening to me again. It's so unfair. I'm first born after all. Yet mother protects him, and now God too shows able favor over me. Well, I suppose they have to help him because I'm stronger and better. But I am only human and can take only so much of this favoritism. And on top of that, it seems that God doesn't like what I've given him as an offering. How can my crops be any worse than Abel's sheep bits? I mean, really? Alas, I can only give what I have. And Abel has his gifts, I have mine, and yet God finds no quote-unquote delight in my things. Oh, it's so hard. I can never divine what he wants from me. There are times I think I might as well give up this farming gig and follow the crowd, fall in line, and become a shepherd like Abel. Jonah, Act 1 Scene 3 In the grove, Jonah shifts his position, and we see Cain and Abel fieldside, Cain's veggies laid out on a stone, Abel carrying a sheep or a goat carcass. <laughs> what in God's name are those? You think you'll gain favor with that? Are you mocking my first offerings from the field? <laughs> Bits of veggies and berries, that's it? First offerings? You're just dressing them up as sweeter and better just because of the first things you've harvested. You and I both know you're just rushing ahead to get ahead of me and my offerings. You act like it's wrong to offer God the best and earliest. Well, that's because you don't know agriculture like I do. All you know is sheep and goats and all that kind nonsense. <laughs> well, is all, all I'm saying is it doesn't look like much, your quote-unquote offering. It's just a raggedy bunch of weeds. <laughs> well, your bloody mutton bits, they stink and they look funky too. Why would any god find favor in that? It's not like you worked hard for it. You do nothing but watch. Watch over them, herd them, and then you milk, or shear, or slaughter them. Not much in that. The livestock, yeah, grows up. Big deal. <laughs> Don't fool yourself, Cain, the elder. You're doing much the same. Planting seed, tending it, and then harvesting it. Neither you nor I makes any products grow. Whether a plant or lamb thrives depends on the Lord, who provides the sun and rain that makes your plants grow, and which provides the fodder for my sheep to eat. If that is all so true, why does he favor yours more than mine? I mean, without my greens, your animals can't survive. Even you understand this. <laughs> I cannot explain it. It is God's will. God's will. Easy to fall back on that old excuse. No, I don't think so. Surely you've done something else to get ahead of me. But I guess you have to, don't you? Because, well, I am the firstborn and deserve more favor. So, I have to ask you, brother, 
What did you do to get God's ear? <laughs> Nothing, bro. I tell you again. I am more easygoing than you and not as prone to sudden fits of temper the way you are. So maybe the Lord has had enough of your whining and petulance. Whining and petulance? <laughs> yeah, you know. Why don't you love me? Oh, God, God. Petulance? I'll show you petulance. Dude! Abe slaps him back. They tussle, and Cain violently throws Abel to the ground, where he hits his head on a rock and lies inert. Abel, Abel, get up, man. Don't be such a drama queen. Get up. Oh, Lord, he's out cold. He, he's really out, and, and there's blood. What in the name? Is he dead? So easily? Oh, this is not good. Not good at all. Ah, this cannot be happening. Lord, what have you done? I barely threw him. And now, he's dead? Oh, Lord, why? Well, now what should I do? Maybe throw him down a well? Nobody would know then. Nah, Cain, you can't do that. You're not guilty of anything. We were fighting just like brothers do. He fell. He couldn't have died like that unless God willed it. Well, maybe best not to disturb the body anymore. Guess God will see to him. Oh, Lord, this is all so absurd and unnecessary. As if I weren't cursed enough, now this? Oh, this is so not good. Why me, Lord? Why am I always so persecuted? Oh, God, I can't take this anymore. Cain runs off, leaving Abel bleeding out in the field. Jonah, Act 1, Scene 4. Again, Jonah shifts his position, and we see Cain on the run, away from the field. Cain! Where do you think you're running to? Um, nowhere. Are you sure you're all right? You seem upset. I'm, I'm fine, really. Really, God, I'm fine. Just, just let me be. Where is your brother? How the fuck should I know? You should know being his twin brother. You two are as close as can be. And after all, you are the elder of the two. And as such, what? Now? I'm my brother's keeper? Is this just because I'm firstborn? So far, it's more of a curse than a privilege. You know, Lord, I didn't ask for this. All the pressures of the firstborn. I would have gladly been second, and then I could too could have been coddled and protected like Abel. Well, he can't be coddled and protected anymore, can he? Your brother's blood cries out. Understand that... Forever after, the earth under your feet has been soiled. Don't expect to reap anything from the ground anymore. What? This is too much, God. How will I make a living? That is punishment for your violent fit of temper. So suck it up, Cain. And while I'm at it, you will leave this land which you have desecrated with your brother's blood, and you are never to return. Wait. So you're making me a pariah from my own land? 
you will be a pariah in all lands, wherever you may run. And to make sure of it, I will mark you, Cain, so that all may know what you have done to your brother. But, but they'll kill me when they see this mark of murder. No, on the contrary, the mark will protect you. It is not just the mark of murder, it also means that if anyone should attempt to kill you, they will suffer sevenfold. Trust me, no one will ever come near you. Oh my, now that's what I call Old Testament, Lord. So, I am banished from the garden. I cannot work because the ground under me will be cursed. I have to wander as your little whipping boy to all who see me. And unless someone is an even greater fool than I am, I cannot die, cannot be put out of my misery. Is that about it? I mean, really, Lord, this is, this is too much for me to bear. It is what it is. I do what I do. I am who I am. Can't I do anything to make up for it? Yes, of course you could. Repent with all your heart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. R repent for what? You made Abel's head hit that rock. No, Cain. That was all you. Cain mutters as he walks away. Now, fuck that. I see the way it is, Lord. You've shown who's your favorite now, haven't you? But alas, he is dead. So the great, all-seeing, all-powerful Lord has chosen poorly between the two brothers. He's favored the one who lies there bleeding out. But, okay, Cain, enough of this pondering. If I stay here, I won't get a fair shake, so I'm out of here. Time to start my quote-unquote banishment and wandering. Jonah, Act 1, Scene 5. Jonah rolls over onto his back. God and Jonah now, in a deserted area with the fields in the background. Look, Cain, here's the recap. First of all, you totally misinterpreted the smoke thing. Rising smoke, I'm listening. Any deviation, I'm not. Absurd. That is so unreliable, it's not funny. So see, Cain, there was no reason for you to get jealous of your brother in the first place. I wasn't listening to him any more than you. Furthermore, you have got to learn to control your Old Testament temper. Period. Then, you blew me off when I warned you not to take it out on Abel, to teach your little brother a lesson. Then... You had another opportunity to rein it in, but you just let your emotions carry you away. And then you lied to me when I asked you his whereabouts. That was the last straw. He was already dead at that point, moldering away in your field. Yes, I know, I know what you'll say. I do realize it was not a direct lie. But implying that it wasn't any of your business was not very forthright, was it? Your own brother is not your business? Since when? We are all each brother's keepers. So you didn't tell a lie, per se, but you gave me attitude 
and showed a callous disregard that I may, must say shocked even me, Mr. Old Testament himself. You tried to blame me, but you yourself threw him down to his death. And on top of it all, when I punished you and sent you forth and denied you your way of living, you whined and said your punishment was more than you could bear. It was too much, and you said you wanted to die, for every man would seek to murder you in an endless cycle of violence. So then, mercifully, I put a mark on you, so that no man who saw your pariahness should seek to slay you, you, the original murderer, lest they be punished several times over. You see, Cain, I protected you, yea, even then. Um, Lord, can I get a word in here? No, you can't. And now, after some time has passed, and you have wandered near and far, I am trying to reclaim you again. I am, as always, God the Merciful, am I not? Of course, the Merciful always follows some Old Testament damage. Well, oh, Lord above, then please show me the way. It was an accident. You know this. I did not mean to kill him. Oh, please, Lord, please. Jonah wakes up with a start and looks around. Oh, Lord above, that is potent stuff. And Jonah gets up, dusts himself off, and goes running out of the grove. Navi! Navi! Give me a week's worth of that shit! Hey, Navi! Navi! <laughs>